And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Star of the Show podcast. If you listened to last week's episode, thank you so much. And if this is your first time hearing the podcast, thank you as well. If you haven't given that last week's episode a listen, go ahead and give that a listen. It will tell you a little bit more about what to expect from the show and what we're all about here. Today's episode is kind of a fun one. It is another solo podcast. And this episode, we're going to talk all about how to make your life feel like a movie or how to romanticize your life. If you follow me on TikTok, my username is Delaney M. Swift. If you follow me on there and you've watched any of my videos, you might have seen me post videos about how to make your life feel like a movie and how to make your life feel like a movie for specific times or specific events in your life. And I felt like this was a good first episode after the intro episode because this is really what the essence of being the star of the show really means to me. It's kind of just taking on this role in your life where you are the star of the show and you're taking messy action and you believe in yourself and you make mistakes but you get back up and you just live your life very authentically and not to say that you're you know selfish or focusing on yourself because I think that is the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I think a lot of people at least in my life or people that I know struggle with people pleasing and anxiety and doing so much to please other people that we forget to prioritize ourselves and what makes us happy and what lights us up. So prioritizing yourself, but also, you know, having great relationships that you're fully yourself in is really what the star of the show means to me. And I hope that that energy can rub off on other people too. And before I begin, I want to tell you a little bit about what's in my head when I'm picturing this. So If you've ever heard of Nancy Myers, well, first of all, if you haven't, go look her up. She's a filmmaker, she's a director and a producer, and she's written and produced many movies like Something's Gotta Give, It's Complicated, The Holiday, The Parent Trap, just to name a few. So if you can kind of get the vibe of the type of movie that I'm going for or thinking about in my head... It's very similar and similarly in line with the coastal grandmother trend that you may have seen on TikTok or just on social media blow up. I think it was like last summer that that trend blew up, but the coastal grandmother trend is basically like cardigans and baking things and living on the beach, having a very coastal decorated home having very like airy windows, very cozy feeling decor and a very like neutral with whites and light blues type of aesthetic. That's the best way I can describe it. But if you look it up on Pinterest or on social media, you'll find lots of information about the coastal grandmother. There is a girl who like coined that term. I can't remember her name now, but you can find it if you literally just search it on TikTok or Instagram. But that type of vibe is really what I'm thinking of in my head when I'm picturing like how to capitalize on making your life feel like a movie and just like setting a vibe. My initial inspiration 
for how to make your life feel like a movie was like the 90s early 2000s rom-com that is like very innocent but like those good classics that have amazing soundtracks and some of your favorite characters but without further ado let's get into the episode and let's talk about some of the things that you can do to make your life feel like a movie okay the first thing is simple the lighting setting a vibe So keeping your lamps on, maybe not the overhead lighting, lighting a candle, keeping the windows open, really setting the tone and like the way that you want your room or your environment to feel. So think of it like a movie set, right? Of course, people have to have certain lighting for the set and you want that same type of vibe. Obviously, the lighting in a movie scene is going to be a little bit different because they obviously need to shoot content. But making your home feel like the environment that you want to be in, making it feel good to you, and the lighting is a great place to start. Number two is music, always. I just love having music on in the background, whether I'm cooking dinner or I'm sitting outside or I'm going for a walk or... Maybe I'm doing some work and I need music in the background. I'm all for having silence every once in a while because sometimes you just need some silence to let ideas flow through your head and just like think and feel. But having music on in the background when you're just doing tasks around your house, when you're going for a drive, especially a drive. I feel like a drive and like when you're cooking or eating dinner is like the two best times to have background music on it just makes you feel like you're in a movie scene when you're driving and you're listening to some of your favorite music or when you're cooking or eating dinner maybe you're hosting people having like a good playlist so think of like the parent trap music soundtrack or um i don't know something like the the forrest gump movie soundtrack is also really good that one is one of my favorites. I'm trying to think of some other good ones that I thought of recently, but anything that has like jazz or oldies or, you know, like Motown or I don't know. I'm trying to think of certain songs like this will be an everlasting love. This will be, you know what I'm talking about? Like those types of songs or okay. I don't know that. I don't know what that was. I'm trying to do that song in the mood. Just search it. It's in Parent Trap and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But anything to set the vibe. Some Dean Martin, some Frank Sinatra, some John Mayer. All of those are amazing. I think that I have a playlist on um, on my Spotify and it is all about like the songs that you would want in the back of your in the background. It's called Life Feels Like a Movie, actually. So if you want to follow me on Spotify, it's DM Swifty with two Y's at the end. And the playlist is called Life Feels Like a Movie. So go hit that up because it's a good one and it's ever evolving. Next is to dress in what makes you happy. Think of like your favorite characters from your favorite shows or movies. Ones that really stand out to me are like Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City, Emily in Paris, Um, Emily's outfits are incredible, iconic, everything of the sort. Brittany Murphy from Uptown Girls, um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I'm just thinking about like quirky characters that stand out, like quirky main characters that really dress the way that they want to. They always have fashion that maybe goes 
a little bit against what other people are wearing or what other people would choose. It's vibrant. There's, you know, patterns and textures and colors and they do things, they switch things up, they do things that are different from the norm. Okay, you don't have to dress in all colors and patterns, but if all neutrals make you happy, just dress in what makes you happy. Or maybe you want to wear a t-shirt and shorts all the time, that's fine too, but dress in what makes you feel like the most you and makes you feel good and feel confident because that will make you feel feel good in the way you present yourself to the world. And I feel like that's what ultimately like builds this confidence in us is when we are actually showing up externally how we really want to be um, or how we truly are internally. So dress in what makes you happy and stop worrying about the rest. If it's not, if honestly, if you dress in something that people don't like, then honestly, I think what it will do is inspire people to dress in what they want to wear or Maybe people will make faces or tease you or make fun of you, but I guarantee you that most people are actually going to be jealous of you and think you're really brave and you're going to inspire them to wear something daring and out there as well. Number four is to embrace your quirks and be bold. So again, if you think of any of your favorite characters from a movie or from a show, you know that they are typically the ones that are making mistakes or are thinking of these great ideas and executing on them. And I know I'm going to come back to this example a lot, but Emily in Paris, I think is such a great example because she makes a lot of mistakes. She has a lot of crazy big ideas and she'll bring them up to people and people are like, okay, you're crazy. I'm not going to do that. Or That's never going to work. And she just believes in it and she does it and she pulls it together at the last minute. And then sometimes it's a fail and sometimes it really works out and there's a happy ending. But she is someone who really embraces her quirks and is bold. She's very herself. She, you know, has a very distinct personality, but it seems as though she's unapologetic about it. Even if, you know, it's not always what's most liked by the masses. She wears clothes that are kind of out there that are very vibrant and bold and loud. And she shows up fully and she just, she shows up all preppy and happy and it inspires other people around them to like be happier or to live more fully. And that is exactly what I have in mind when I wrote this, because no matter how you feel about that show, I do think that there is something to be learned from Emily's character. That's just how I feel. Number five is to dream big and act without thinking. Okay, so obviously, if you're going to hurt someone's feelings or you're going to do something harmful or rude or mean or careless, then maybe don't act without thinking. But my point here is that a lot of people think way too much before they act, before they start the thing they say they're going to do, before they pursue a career before they write that book or run a half marathon or whatever it is, whatever your goal is in life. Sometimes people, me, think about things way too much before they actually ever start, before they actually ever do that thing. And sometimes it's better to just start now and fix later or 
create that thing, start that thing, and alter from there because you're never going to be ready enough. And you might as well just start it now, rip off the Band-Aid because you will spend your whole life just thinking it up in your head and thinking about how perfect you're going to make it and it will never actually get done and you'll just resent yourself and you'll get mad at yourself because it will never end up happening and it will be a vicious cycle. And I'm clearly not speaking from experience. Um, Just kidding, I am because this has happened to me multiple times. There's been times where I've been too afraid or wanted things to be perfect before actually doing it, was afraid what people would say in my life or who aren't in my life, and was afraid of judgment. So again, we can take a lesson from Miss Emily in Paris all about just dreaming big and acting without thinking. It seems like a lot of the things that she does in that show, she just is like, oh, I have an idea, and acts on it immediately and Again, like I said, sometimes it's a flub and sometimes it really works out and Sylvie's really happy with her at the end of the event. Okay, I can't remember if I said the last one was number six or if I said that was number five, but number six is let yourself believe in your big ideas. So we, I think there was like this trend going around on social media last summer. I think it's maybe still people talk about this, but be delusional. Be delusional with your dreams and your goals and with the things that you want in life and believe in yourself so fully. You have to be your own best friend. You have to believe, you have to really believe in yourself and be your own confidant, love yourself. And it sounds so cheesy, but you really do. And I know it's not easy for people because I'm telling you right now, it's not easy for me to be nice to myself. I almost feel like sometimes I have to be mean to myself when I'm not doing well in life, which Obviously, we all create these expectations in our head or these dreams or dream lives in our head. And if we don't live up to our expectations, sometimes it can be really easy to beat ourselves up in our head. Like, why don't you have this? Why does this person have this? You're stupid. You're not enough. You're you know worthless. And for me, it almost feels like I can't be nice to myself if things aren't going well. I can't be nice to myself if I'm not where I want to be or if I'm not waking up every day at the same time or if I'm not eating as best or keeping all of my promises to myself. It just doesn't feel like I can be nice to myself. Like I don't feel like I deserve it. And it doesn't make sense to me to be nice to myself even when I'm doing poorly, quote unquote, because why would I be nice to myself when I know that there's more that I can be doing. I should punish myself. I should, you know, earn this love that I have for myself, but it's actually the complete opposite. You really have to develop a good relationship with yourself and believe in yourself because even if you get everything you've ever dreamed of tomorrow, would you actually feel worthy of it? Would you actually know what to do with it? Would you actually feel like you're at a place to hold space for that thing or for those things. Like say, for example, say you've always wanted to be a very talented, very well-known actress. Okay. So say overnight, overnight, you become an international success. You're very widely known. Everyone knows your name. You become a household name, but you've never done any of the things between step one and step 100. You've never done you know, all of these auditions and you never had the rejection. You've never cried about a a rejection. You've never done 
TV and movies and commercials and all of these things to build up to where you got to. So it would be very overwhelming and confusing for you if you just all of a sudden happened into all of this success and everything you ever wanted. You wouldn't know what to do with it because you didn't have that experience under your belt. You didn't have, you know, those those memories and those lessons. So you almost have to become really okay with yourself no matter where you're at in your life because you can't just decide to love yourself when you have everything because it's not going to work. You have to love yourself now so that you do feel like you can hold space and you can fully like step into that new version of yourself because you've developed this relationship with yourself over time. Like you think you have anxiety now, imagine all the anxiety you'd have if you were a household name and everyone knew everything about you. You'd probably be pretty damn anxious. So you got to be there for yourself no matter what. You're the only person that you talk to every single day. You have such a deep rooted relationship with yourself. So it better be a good one. If you feel like you're going to get anywhere in life, you have to believe in yourself. And it's not easy and I'm working on it every day. So don't think I'm sitting here preaching to you, believing that I'm the freaking best and I have the best relationship with myself. My therapist a while ago recommended the book Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. And then actually my current therapist also recommended this book. So I actually just found it in my cabinet with all of my books. So I, I picked it up and I started reading it again. So I think that's a good resource if you want to like know how to become or enter a, a better relationship with yourself. Or you can also look at her TED Talk called, um, actually, I forget what it's called. Just Google Kristen Neff Self-Compassion TED Talk. Anyways, moving along. Number seven is do more for yourself. And number eight is do more alone. So kind of going off the last one, do more things for yourself, whether that's taking a bubble bath, going for a walk, um, sitting outside, getting out in nature, reading a book before you start work, listening to a podcast, dancing if you need to, going to the gym and doing boxing or my boyfriend loves jujitsu. Do whatever you have to do for yourself. Pick up hobbies. Do things that you actually love versus doing things that you think other people love or other people think are cool and do more alone. I find doing more alone, even though it's uncomfortable, it is sometimes very healing and you almost feel like really proud of yourself afterwards. Like sometimes I'll go, you know, just go for a walk downtown. I live in St. Petersburg. So sometimes I will just go downtown St. Pete or go, I'll go into Tampa or sometimes maybe I haven't done this in a while, so I need to. I'll just go to the beach and go for a walk. I used to do that a lot when I had my therapist's office right by the beach. I would just go there and sit, get out in nature. And actually, in actually a few days, I'm just thinking about it. I thought I was going to say a week or two weeks. But coming up this weekend, I'm going to a podcast event. So if you're familiar with Dear Media, the podcast network, a lot of the popular ones on that network are like The Skinny Confidential, um, Note to Self with Peyton Sarton, What We Said with JC Marie Smith and Chelsea Curtis, um, Back to the Beach podcast is on there with Stephen Cleddy and Kristen Cavallari, just to name a few. But if you haven't heard of Dear Media, it's a podcast network, and I am going to a live event called Dear Media IRL in Austin, Texas this weekend. I literally saw it. It's so weird. I saw it on Pinterest. 
I was scrolling on Pinterest one day and I saw an ad for it on Pinterest, which is so random. And I clicked on it and it said like, Dear Media IRL, there's a bunch of podcast hosts that I love at the event that are going to be at the event and there's going to be panels and meals throughout the day. It's literally an eight hour event from 10 to 6 p.m. on a Saturday, this coming Saturday. And from my understanding, there's going to be a lot of like panels and chances to learn and things like that. But when I saw it, I like immediately signed up. I was like, I have to go to this. I'm working on in therapy, exactly what I've been telling you, acting without thinking and not trying to like overanalyze every situation to make sure it's the quote unquote right decision. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. And I booked the ticket. I was so proud of myself. And literally the next day or two, they had all sold out. So I was like, oh shoot, I'm going to this alone in a different city. So my boyfriend and I are going to Austin. We're going to spend like three or four days there. And I'm going to go to this event totally alone. I don't know anyone. And it is an eight hour event. I do know someone from college is going and a couple of girls that I met on the internet, literally from posting and saying I was going to this event. I'm probably going to meet up with them. But other than that, I'm going alone. And this is something I'm doing for myself because it's something that I'm passionate about, I'm excited about, and really interests me. And this is really just me doing this for me. So I know it's probably going to be a little uncomfortable going alone and not going with anyone I'm like super close with as that like comfort blanket. But I think that I'm going to feel really proud of myself after the day is over. Well, I hope I will. But just doing more things like that and putting yourself out there, getting out of your comfort zone is so helpful. And it really has been so helpful to me. And this is exactly how a main character of a movie would act. Think about it. A lot of the times they're doing shit on their own. You're like, how would this person ever get into this situation? Literally ever. And why are they alone? And why don't they have their phone on them? Obviously not that drastic of a situation would maybe happen in your own life, but you get the point. Number nine is environment. Environment is everything. Whether it's your home, whether it's the places that you go, whether it's the, you know, places that you travel, environment is everything. And you can make your environment, no matter what it is, you can make it feel good, feel cozy. Whether you live in a shoebox, whether you live in a mansion, whether you, you know, are stressed as hell, can't pay for your rent, or you are living at home with your parents, no matter what your situation is, you can make your environment feel cozy. You can open a window, you can open a door, you can, you know, make the lighting just right, you can light a candle, you can play music in the background, you can fluff up your pillows, you can put on a cozy outfit, maybe hang something up, go to a thrift store if you have to, find art pieces that really inspire you, make your own art if you have to, rearrange your room every once in a while, have, you know, fire a fireplace on YouTube playing in the background, do what you have to do to set the vibe, it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg, but environment really is everything. And sometimes I forget about this and then I'll do something to kind of change up my environment. And I really will appreciate how much it affects my mood. And you can do this whether you're tra- if you're traveling, you can bring things with you from home that make it feel a little bit more cozy and make it feel a little bit more like your own. And another thing I want to say about this 
is that the environments you're putting yourself in are everything as well. Whether it's the people you surround yourself with or the places that you're going to. And this is a really helpful manifestation tool if you are into manifestation at all, even if you're not, but you have goals and dreams and visions for your life, go and sit down at the hotel or the restaurant or you know the beach or the place that you wanna be get out into nature, go to a park, go to the places that you want to be in. I used to go, and I still do, I used to go for walks in neighborhoods that I wanted to live in someday that were on the water, really beautiful homes with like cobblestone streets and brick and just really beautiful places. And it would put me in the mindset of, I live here, this is my home, this is where I live and kind of get you to feel comfortable in those environments that you want to be in someday. Jesse Itzler, if you don't know who that is, he founded, um, he's an entrepreneur and um, a very successful businessman. And he founded um, Marquee Jet, Zico Coconut Water, and he's also um, the owner of the Atlanta Hawks, which I think is just like a passion project for him. But he has run a lot of different races like 100 milers he has pushed himself to like a lot of different limits with his body but he talked about how when he was coming up in his career he would go to I'm pretty sure it was the Beverly Hills Hotel and sit there and have lunch and watch all of these influential or famous people walk by and put himself in the environment that he wanted to be in one day surround himself with the people that he was inspired by and I think that you can do that that's a really easy thing that you can do it may cause you to have to go out of your comfort zone But putting yourself in those situations is not only going to open up your mind, but also just get you to feel like you're worthy and you're able to attain these things as well. And number 10 is to embrace the cheesy. Stop worrying about if something's cringy or cheesy or too much or too little and actually embrace the things that make you different, that make you weird, that are out there. Just embrace the cheesy, embrace the talking to your friends and your loved ones and your family about how much you love them and how about how happy you are in this moment to be with them. Be cheesy because life is freaking short and you don't get infinite amount of time with the people in your life. You don't get infinite amount of time on this earth. You only get a set amount of time on this earth. So use it wisely and talk to people like the way that you want to be talked to. If you love something about someone or you had a great day with them or you're proud of them or they did something awesome, tell them and embrace that cheesiness. Cry with your friends, laugh with your friends, do really silly, goofy things that people might be like, oh, you're being too much or you're being too cheesy. Who gives a shit? Literally, life is too short. I feel like I'm going to die on this hill because I always say that I don't like the term cringy. I don't like the people think things are too cheesy. I was criticized for being too cheesy, too dramatic, too over the top by my friends, literally by my friends. And I think that for a long time, honestly, I dulled myself down. I dumbed myself down. I tried to make myself a version that other people would like. I tried to make myself more palatable and dress in things that other people were wearing and like the same things that people were liking and the same music and the same shows. But honestly, I think the things that draw the most attention to me are the things that make me different. The things that make me a little out there, that make me quirky, are the things that people remember me for. 
And I don't want to be apologizing for that. So embrace those things about you that are cheesy, that are out there, that you think are too much because they're not. Those are the things that are just right. And maybe people will talk shit about you. Maybe people will not like the things that you like, but that's okay. They're not your people. And most of the time, like I've said before, they're not going to say it to your face. So whatever they're saying is none of your business. So embrace the cheese in your life because that's what life is really all about. That is all for the list, but I do have a little bonus list because I recently posted a TikTok about how to make your life feel like a movie spring edition. So, I mean, this honestly works for any time of year, but because it's spring and things are in bloom and it's getting nice out everywhere, it's just fun to think about. So how to make your life feel like a movie in spring Number one is have fresh flowers always. I literally get fresh flowers from Trader Joe's and I make my own bouquet and they're beautiful. And I'm proud of myself because I am by no means Susie Homemaker coming home and making these like beautiful flowers every single day. Like I would watch other girls be making these beautiful flower arrangements and I'm like, am I not girly enough that that I can't make this beautiful of a flower arrangement? But anyways, it's easy and it really spruces up the vibe. Number two is tea in the morning. Okay, so I know what you're thinking. I can't not have my coffee. You're crazy. I'm not saying not to have your coffee. I'm just saying that tea in the morning is actually a vibe. Get out your cute little mug with flowers on it. Put the kettle on. Put some tea in from Yogi Tea or wherever you get your your tea and put a tea bag in with some hot water, listen to the way that the kettle sounds when it's when it's on. Then put some honey in your tea. And I'm telling you it's a vibe. Like I think that sometimes I just have too much anxiety to have too much coffee. I drink a coffee every morning. But there are some mornings where I'm like I only need one cup of coffee otherwise I'm going to have a panic attack or Some mornings I'm like, I am too, too anxious to have any coffee, so I won't, but I love a good tea in the morning or a tea at night. I think that really sets a vibe, and I think tea is nostalgic because my dad was from Ireland and England, so I grew up with him only ever drinking tea, and he would drink black tea with milk. So, anywho, tea in the morning, there's just something about that vibe and the smell, and it's more healthy for you and it's not going to give you raging anxiety and it's like bright herbal and floral essences are just perfect for spring and plus it's kind of you feel fancy drinking tea okay you feel like you're going to a freaking tea party you feel more educated if you don't get that reference then I don't know you moving along number three is eat outside get outside anytime you possibly can honestly just sit outside Daniel and I are lucky we just moved into our new home that has a nice backyard we've been working on. So we got a table and chairs outside. So any chance we get, we've been eating outside. And that is my dream. I am very easy to please. If I could just eat outside every single day, that would be enough for me. That just makes me feel happy being able to sit outside and have my coffee or my dinner, whatever it is. Eat your meals outside. Be outside anytime you can. My mom and my grandma, whenever I go home are always sitting outside. They'll have happy hour on the porch, which means they will literally just pour a glass of wine and sit outside and drink their wine, and they're freaking adorable. And there's just something so nice about seeing the flowers bloom, seeing 
the trees turn more green and the the grass turn more green. Just get out freaking side, okay? Number four is take more walks. Go for more walks, get out in nature, breathe in the fresh air, listen to a podcast, listen to music, pretend you're in a music video, pretend you're in the opening scene of a movie and you're just walking and striding down the sidewalk like you are the it character. You are the the moment. Listen to music over podcasts. That's number five. So I, we kind of touched on this before, but I feel like sometimes I listen to way too many podcasts or I'm always filling my head with like knowledge or learning something. Or I just can't have any silence. But putting on music and going for a walk or a drive or just having it on in the background really makes you feel like you are the actual star of the show at the beginning of a movie. Number six, all I wrote was Nancy Myers. So we touched on this already, but go Google Nancy Myers films and watch a couple. I challenge you. Or any of the other like early 90s or early 2000s. I don't know why I said early 90s, just 90s or early 2000s rom-coms or feel-good movies. Nora Ephron is another good one. She wrote, I believe she wrote movies. Yes, writer and filmmaker. She was involved with movies like Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail, Julie and Julia, When Harry Met Sally. Go watch those types of movies, those feel-good classics with great soundtracks and amazing characters like, you know, people like Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, um, Meryl Streep, um, Diane Keaton. Amazing. Like, those are the types of feel-good movies that you can watch in the spring. I feel like those are just such spring vibe movies. And if you're not into that, watch whatever reminds you of spring. I can't help you. Next is number seven, dinner parties. Okay, I think that my absolute dream in life is just hosting dinner parties. If I could do nothing else every night but just host a dinner party, I would be happy. Okay, I admit I'd probably get pretty annoyed with that, but I love a good dinner party. I think this is starting to become trendy now, of course. I'm not going to say I started the trend because I absolutely didn't, but like two years ago, I was like, all I want to do is just have a backyard so that I can have people over and have a dinner party. And I want to go to Goodwill and I want to get a thrifted tablecloth and candelabras and little like cute mismatch vases and table and plates and set the table in a really cute way with like flowers and wear a freaking flower crown okay that's over the top that might not be for any everyone but that's what I wanted okay I wanted a fairy-esque dinner party with flowers and colors and pastels and I just love having dinner parties I love having people over ever since we moved into this new house we've had more people over we've had more people coming to stay with us I love cooking for people even if I'm not the best cook I just love cooking for people setting the table putting some music on setting a vibe and having dessert together sitting and talking there is no better way to bond than sitting at a table and being forced to have good conversation with the people that you love. So hosting a dinner party is great, especially in the spring because it's like the perfect weather. It's not too hot yet. It's not too cold. We obviously live in Florida. So this is like the perfect time to have a dinner party because it's not raging hot yet where you can't sit outside for longer than two minutes. Otherwise you'll be sweating your ass off. 
Number eight is pastels, color, and florals. Okay, so wear more color. Play with the pastels, play with the florals, play with the patterns. This is the time to to play it up. This is the time where like we're coming out of the darkness of winter. Be like an Emily in Paris, be like a Carrie Bradshaw and play with the patterns. We're reinventing ourselves. I see spring as like a way to kind of like reinvent yourself. It's like a rebirth, right? Jesus was risen from the dead. So can we. Number nine is windows down, windows open. Always have the windows down and the windows open if you can. Get that light breeze in, have your curtains flowing in the wind, have your hair blowing in the wind. It's honestly fresh air, I think is the best medicine. If I could take fresh air as a drug every morning for happiness, I would because that's how much I love it. And I actually think that I'm an air sign. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it or if that's me just pulling it out of my own ass. Number 10 is fresh fruit, citrus, and basil. You can make almost anything more elevated with fresh fruit, citrus, and basil. You got a cocktail, put a little wedge of a lemon or a lime in there. You got a glass of wine, put a fresh basil leaf in there or a berry or I don't know. Uh, splash some lime or lemon in there. I'm telling you, it elevates anything. Every single day, almost, Daniel and I love sparkling water. So we have a sparkling water like every day. And a lot of times I'll like pretend that's a cocktail or I just like to have a fun drink. I don't want it to be alcoholic necessarily, but I want to have a fun drink in my day. So usually that's a sparkling water. You can literally pour a sparkling water or a kombucha or an olipop or a poppy or whatever your preference is, a wine, in a wine glass and make it fun or in a fun glass. When my mom and Mike were here staying with us for a while, my mom and I would have a glass of wine with dinner pretty much every night that she was here. But on nights I didn't really want to have that much alcohol, I would just pour like half of a glass of wine, of like white wine, and then I'd pour half of a glass of Uh, lime seltzer water, lime sparkling water. And then I'd put some lemon in there, like a fresh lemon wedge and a little basil leaf. And it was like the best concoction. And it just made me feel fancy. It made me feel like a coastal grandmother. It made me feel like the main character. So highly recommend sprucing up anything that you can to just make it feel that much more elevated and special and fancy. Number 11 is mocktails and white wine. So this is exactly what I was just saying. Make a mocktail, make, you know, pour yourself a glass of white wine. There's nothing better than a chilled, like a very cold, cool, crisp glass of white wine where you can see the condensation coming off the side of the glass. If you're, if you don't drink alcohol and that's not your jam, do that with whatever your favorite drink is. And I just think it's fun. Drink it and sip on it like you are the main character, like that's your signature drink that you order every time, that every single time you go into that restaurant, people know what your regular is. And number 12 is simple. Put your feet in the grass, okay? Just go ground down, take your shoes off, put your feet in the grass, put your feet in nature, put your feet in the sand, on the rocks, whatever your environment is. I am telling you it helps. About a month ago or two, I was having very severe anxiety and I had to do a lot of things in the morning that made me feel more grounded and more centered and more like level-headed. So this is where the tea came in. This is where the grounding came in. 
literally my morning routine that day was I got up, I did my skincare, made the bed, put on some like 528 hertz frequencies or some like calming music, didn't look at my phone. I put on a tea kettle and had something without caffeine in it. And I opened all the doors. I took some big deep breaths, meditated, journaled, just did things that like calmed my nervous system and put on an outfit that was like fun, bright colors that wasn't like my normal, just like sweat set or like something that I'd worn for three days in a row. I put on like a pastel blue cardigan with a pink tank top. It didn't make any sense, but it was just what I needed to like brighten up my day a little bit. And I just planted my feet in the grass and took like five deep breaths. And it is actually insane how simple that is and how easy that is to do every day. But some of us just aren't, most of us aren't doing it. There's so much to be appreciated about just getting fresh air and being outside and enjoying what's already available to you. There's something so grounding about nature to me. And if I could, I would just every week, at least once a week, have one full day just in nature with absolutely no phone because it's so healing. And I think that's what honestly a lot of us truly need is just to disconnect every once in a while. So planting your feet in the ground, it's called grounding there. You can look it up. There's multiple different ways to ground, but it's basically getting in touch with your senses and I think that it could be really helpful. So try that. Go run frolic in in the grass and be one with nature and put flowers in your hair and just feel the innocence that the earth gives back to you. I literally feel like I'm on a spiritual podcast now, but I love that kind of stuff. So I'm here for it. But those are my tips for spring. So whether you are listening to this in the winter, spring, summer, fall, whatever it is, I think that these are still things you can apply to your life. Basically just sprucing up the things in your life that are already good or maybe need to be just brushed off a little bit. Maybe you need just a little editing or tweaking or elevating of the parts of your life that you feel a little bit more like down in the dumps or a little bit gray right now. There are so many ways to just like spruce up your life that you maybe aren't thinking about. So even if you take one tiny, tiny thing away from this, it's just that you can truly love and romanticize your life no matter where you're at in your current situation. If you feel like you're in the depths of darkness right now and just nothing is going right, there's at least one thing you can do today, tomorrow, this week, this month to make yourself feel a little bit better, to make your environment feel a little bit more anxiety more inviting. So do whatever that is that feels right to you, that feels exciting to you, whether that's just playing your favorite playlist that you haven't listened to in a long time or wearing something new or eating something new, having people over, making dinner with music in the back, whatever it is, just remember that you have control over those tiny little things. And there are, there's so many ways to enjoy life, even just a little bit more and make yourself feel like you are the center of your own world and you are so infinitely special and you should feel like it and you should make your life feel special. As cheesy as this sounds, I'm not apologizing for it because I love the cheese and I think you should embrace it too. Even though I actually hate cheese, the food item, I think I'm actually growing on it. It's growing on me a little bit more, but for the 27 years of my life, I just haven't liked cheese. I know it's crazy, but if we're going to be friends, you're going to have to know that about me. 
Anyways, I hope that you liked this episode. I hope that at least one thing rang true to you and that you can take at least one thing away from this. But please, if you liked this, rate and review the pod. Let me know what you want to hear from me and from the guests that we're going to have on the pod. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time on the star of the show. Uh